It's the old radio comedy podcast. Yes, it's episode five of our second season, and that means another classic comedy show from the golden age of radio. But before we get to today's broadcast, I'd like to announce the two winners of our hooded sweatshirt drawing, which has been going on for the last two weeks and ended last Friday at midnight. Congratulations to Richard Minji of Urbana, Illinois, and Lila Pierce of Groton, New York. Richard and Lila will each be receiving an official old radio comedy podcast hooded sweatshirt. I'd like to thank everyone who entered. And now on to today's featured broadcast, The Burns and Allen Show. George Burns and his wife, Gracie Allen, met in 1922 and married in 1928, and they got their start in show business as a comedy team on vaudeville, with George playing the straight man and Gracie the addle-brained woman. They eventually starred in several movies together in the 20s and the 30s, and each appeared together or separately on various early radio programs like The Fleischman's Yeast Hour and The Eddie Cantor Show. They got their own show in 1934, The Adventures of Gracie, which changed its name to The Burns and Allen Show in 1936. One of the most famous publicity stunts was the Gracie for President storyline in 1940, and it was successful enough that Gracie actually received quite a few write-in votes in that year's election. In 1941, the format of the show changed to a sitcom and enjoyed popularity until its end in 1950. Sit back and relax for the September 7, 1943 broadcast of the Burns and Allen Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello. Come on in. Oh, George, we've got company. This is Bill Goodwin speaking for Lever Brothers, makers of Swan, the new white floating soap that's purer than finest Castile. Well, it's Tuesday night again. Time for another pleasant visit with George Burns and Gracie Allen, Jimmy Cash, the Swantet, and Felix Mills in his orchestra. And now, meet the people who live in the Burns house, George and Gracie. Now it's morning at the Burns house, and Gracie is just coming downstairs. George is in the living room reading the morning paper, his feet comfortably perched on an antique rosewood coffee table. Good morning, dear. Well, good morning, sir. George Burns. Huh? Get your great big feet off that table. Okay, okay. Hmm, that's better. My mother gave me that table, and when you put your feet on it, it's just like putting your feet on my mother. <laughs> it, uh, it is? It's certainly... George Burns, get your feet off that table. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you should do who has to polish this furniture every day? Who scrubs it and rubs it and wipes it? Well... Well, what if you do? Keep your big feet off it. 
Yes, dear. The idea of a grown ah. man putting his feet on the table. Yes, dear. Ah. Yes, that beautiful table. That's what I get for letting you keep your number 18 stamp. Yes, dear. You and your big feet. Gracie, will you answer the door? All right. Sometimes I wish I was single again. Single women never have any trouble with their husbands. Good morning, Mrs. Burns. Oh, hello. Hello, Mr. Postman. Is something wrong, Mrs. Burns? You appear upset. Uh, Mr. Postman, do you ever sit around the house with your feet on a table? Oh, my goodness, no. Mine are always in the tub of hot Epsom salt. Oh, my. Oh, I'm not sure I'd like that either. My wife gave me a beautiful tub for my last birthday. It's even got my initials on it. Of course, I only use that one when we have company. Yes, naturally. Any mail for us this morning? Just this magazine, Mrs. Burns. There's a wonderful article in this issue about the shortage of husbands. About the shortage of husbands? Yes. It says that there are now three women for every man in this country. Three women for every man? Well, if that's true, there must be two other women who want my husband. I don't think that's very likely. <laughs> isn't, isn't that what the article says? Three women for every man? Yes. Say, I never thought of it that way. If every man has three women, he can... That is... Yahoo! <laughs> George to go around yahooing. Oh, I don't blame you. Oh, and to think I've been fussing at him. Oh, Mr. Postman, I've got to see that my husband doesn't leave me for one of my rivals. Well, good luck, Mrs. Burns. And remember, come what may, keep smiling. <laughs> on the table. But you just pulled me out because I did. I know, and I was wrong, dear. Imagine me pulling out the sweetest, kindest, handsomest man in the whole world. That's me? Well, <laughs> oh, of course it is. I'm mad about you, dear. Well, I wouldn't swap you for Gary Cooper and Paul Henry and Charles Boyer all put together. Well, that's nice. Well, what would I have if I put them together? Just a tall, skinny man with two accents. Uh, Gracie. I'm not about to dear. Let other people dream about finding a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. Our marriage was my rainbow, and you were the pot I found. <laughs> Now, see here. Oh, please, put your feet on the table. Go on, put them up. Well, okay, if you insist. Oh, how beautiful. What's, what's beautiful? Your precious little feet. Gracie. I'm not a <laughs> You make me tingle. Well, you weren't tingling a few minutes ago. You were scared I might scratch the table your mother gave us. Oh, please. My mother's not so much. What? Remember what you called her once? Yeah, I remember. Well, you can call her that any time you like. <laughs> you can even call her what she calls you. Well, I'd rather 
rather not. And what's more, my mother gave us this toaster, didn't she? That's right. Well, if you want, you can put your foot on the table and the other foot in the toaster. Gracie. I know, I know. Uh, are you by any chance building up to a new hat? No, no. All I want is you. The, the touch of your lips upon my brow. The touch of your feet upon my furniture. <laughs> Look, Gracie, I know you're mad about me. Oh, even the sound of your voice makes me tingle. But I think something green man makes me tingle. Oh, nuts. Oh. <laughs> Will you please explain what this is all? Morning, people. Got a spare cup of coffee for a pal? Oh, sure, Bill. Sit down. Say, what's the idea of sitting there with your feet propped up, George? Oh, that's so I can see them better. Aren't they cute? Oh, yeah. Very, very attractive dog. If you hung a flask of brandy on his ankle, I'd swear they were St. Bernard. (laughs) You're very sharp. George, why don't you take your newspaper into the den? I want to talk to Bill privately. Okay. See you later, pony man. So long, Garbo. <laughs> What's on your mind, Grayson? Oh, Bill, I'm terribly worried. There are two women who threaten to break up my home. What? You, you mean they're after... Yes. All that a woman holds dear, my most priceless possession. Oh, shame on them. Taking away a woman's swan soap. <laughs> well, don't they realize what swan means to you? Why, Swan is four soaps in one. The soap for your hands and face, for bathing the baby, the soap for your dishes and for your light laundry. Four swell soaps in one. But, Bill, they're not after my Swan soap. They're after my husband. Oh. Gee, for a minute you had me worried. Oh, Bill. How could any woman stoop so low as to steal my joy? Well, now, Gracie... And to think I was, I was mean to the poor darling. I wouldn't let him put his little feet on the living room table. I wouldn't let him talk about my mother. And last night I wouldn't... Oh, I'm ashamed to say it. What, Gracie? I wouldn't let him wash the dishes with Swan. Gracie! I lost my head. I was a selfish little fool. I saw that dishpan full of lovely white swan studs, and I wanted it all for myself. Impetuous girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought only of keeping my own hands soft and lovely, never realizing that George too wanted pure, mild swan studs to help protect his hands. Oh, I understand, Gracie. Swan's such a great wartime buy that many people probably lose their heads over it. But, but tell me, what about these two women who are after George? Who are they? I don't know yet. You see, it says in this magazine that there are now three women for every man. Mm. Gee, that's going to be tough on Tommy Manville. <laughs> You'll have to cut down, huh? Say, I have an idea. I'll pick out George's other two women myself. But, Gracie... I'll call a matrimonial agency, get their two ugliest old maids, and have them fight with George. Couldn't happen to a sweeter guy. Naturally, George will turn them down, and then I'll have him all to myself. Gosh, you, you kind of love him, don't you, Grace? Oh, Bill, I'd rather be Mrs. George Burns than Mrs. Franklin Roosevelt. Really? Sure. You know how I hate to travel. <laughs> Top ballads of the season, people will say we're in love.
to pick out George's other two women herself and thus make sure they were no competition. Hey, Bill, I called the matrimonial agency and that's sending over two old maids for me to interview. Or a couple of old crows, huh? Oh, yes. The man at the agency said that these two have not even been whistled at by sailors. <laughs> Gracie, tell me, why are you doing all this? You won't lose, George. But I can't take a chance, Bill. Not after all the trouble I have getting them. You had trouble? Getting George? Oh, my, yes. I coaxed, I begged, I pleaded. I even got down on my knees. Oh, and that did it, huh? Yeah. Mother finally gave in. <laughs> Gracie, when do these sick chicks arrive? Well, they'll be here any minute. <laughs> oh, oh, and that reminds me, we better get George out of the house before they get here. Okay, I'll ask him to leave with me. Oh, no, Bill. You have to be subtle with George. If he knows we want him to leave, he won't go. Oh, you have to be subtle. Huh? Yeah. Uh, watch how I handle it. Um, George. What? Here's your hat. I don't want my hat. I'm not going anyplace. Oh. Well. He didn't get it, Bill. It, it was too subtle. Yeah. Well, well, we'll have to think of something else. Well, I know. George loves those lectures you're always taking him to. Lectures? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Oh, lectures. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that'll do it. Say, George, um, they're having a very interesting, um... Lecture this afternoon. Would you like to go? We can, Phil. Uh, the lecture hall is closed. They're repairing the runway. <laughs> oh. Phil, uh, did I hear George say runway? Oh, oh yes. That's um, that's the lecturer, Wendell Runway. He's um, he's an authority on all the new movements. Oh. <laughs> well, we better think of something. Those dames will be here any minute. Bill, I think I've got it. You know George's weakness. Which one? The big one. He loves to sing. I don't get it. Oh, watch this. Uh, George. Now what? Um, the fellows at the cigar store just phoned. They're still arguing about who won that singing contest. You or Frank Sinatra. 
I thought that was all settled last week. Oh, I guess not. They want you to come down and sing for them right now. I don't go around singing in cigar stores. Are they taking for a big show-off? And besides, I don't want to rub it in. Sinatra was a good loser. <laughs> well, all right, dear. Didn't work, Gracie. Well, that's right. It won't be long now. <laughs> Funny thing. I just noticed I was out of cigars. Oh, really? Well, like Jackie Horner in the corner, don't go nowhere. I don't care. <laughs> oh, Bill. Isn't he an adorable ham? Yeah, Gracie. Wasn't it cute when he put on his coat and three cigars dropped out of his pocket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably one of the women from the matrimonial bureau. Yeah, I'll, I'll look out the window and see. <laughs> oh, good. They sent just what I wanted. Well, they certainly did. Goodbye and good luck. Hello. Did you call the matrimonial agency for a marriageable female? Well, yes, yes, I did. Well, I'm ready, willing, and able. Well, I'm sure you're ready and willing. Won't you come in? <laughs> now, Miss, um, Miss Simpson... Salome Simpson. Oh, my, what a pretty name, Salome. Did your mother name you that? Yeah, a fat lot she knew. Why, uh, how old are you, Miss Simpson? I'm going on 23. Yeah, but where are you coming from? Well, if you want the truth, I'm approximately 25. Yeah, but how old are you exactly? 49. <laughs> Oh, well, there's no need to lie about your age, Miss Simpson. I think it's silly. I'm 18, and I don't care who knows it. If I was 18, I wouldn't either. I think you're just the type I'm looking for. Uh, would you like to know something about the man you're to propose to? I don't ask no questions. Just bring him on. Well, he, he's not here right now, but that's his picture over on the piano. That's him? Yes. Has he got me money? Well, I'm sure. Oh, oh, there's another one. You leave by the back door, Miss Simpson. And if you'll be here at exactly five o'clock, you can propose to him. Yes, ma'am. Goodbye. Come in. Well, where is he? From the matrimonial bureau? Yeah, they said you were looking for an ugly woman with a horrible figure and no sex appeal. Yes, yes, that's right. Well, any complaints? Oh, no, no, no you're, you're perfect. Here, let me take your hat and broomstick. That's my umbrella. Oh, yes. Well, you're just what I want. You're uh, desperate, aren't you? Lady, I'll marry anything that walks on two feet and has whiskers. Oh, my, I'm lucky you didn't meet the one who just left. Well, if you drop back at exactly... If you'll uh, be back at ten minutes after five, you can propose to your man. I'll be here with bells on. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. You make enough noise as it is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Would you mind leaving right away by the back door? Huh? I, I see someone coming. Please, right out that way. Okay, I'll be back at ten after five. Good. Oh, dear. Well, it's my great, big, strong, handsome lover. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Say, I went down to the cigar store and nobody... Who just went out the back door? Uh, what, dear? 
Who's your slap? Oh, uh, my mother? Uh, that was not your mother. Your, she only arrived. She never leaves. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, you're too smart for me, George. I can't fool you, can I? I'm right, you can't. <laughs> you catch me every time, don't you? You bet I do. <laughs> that wasn't my mother. I know it wasn't. That was the grocer with five pounds of butter. Uh, that's better. You can't fool me at Felix Mills and his orchestra, and tonight with the Swan Tet, a new and different Dodge Town Strutters Ball. Upstairs and um, uh, see what's upstairs. 
you're better looking than your picture. My picture? Yeah. Of course, that isn't much of a compliment. Look, is there something I can do for you, miss? Uh-huh. What? Marry me. Marry you? Uh-huh. Would you care to smother me with kisses? I certainly would not. Oh, shy, huh? Yeah, shy, shy. Now get out of here. Beat it. Well, gee, I came all the way over here. I think you ought to either marry me or give me my car fare. Well, how much is your car fare? Ten cents, but I'd rather have you. No, thanks. Here's your dime. Now, goodbye. You're sure you wouldn't like to smother me with kisses? Out, 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 out. That? I don't know. Some crazy woman just walked in here. She wanted me to marry her. Oh, I knew it would come to this. Well, I'll step out of the picture. Well, wait a minute. Let's huh? face it, dear. You're just too much man for one woman. <laughs> I am? Yes, but not enough for two. Goodbye. But, Grace, oh, you're... I'm not blaming you, George. I know I haven't been a good wife to you. But you have, Grace. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. Honestly? Honestly? No, I haven't. Oh. I won't stand in your way, George. Go to that crazy woman. She wants you. Now, you listen to me. I kicked that woman out of here. Oh, really? Sure. Oh, well, that's nice. What time is it, dear? Oh, uh, what time? About ten after five. Oh, ten good. After five. Good. Answer the doorbell. It, uh, it didn't ring. <laughs> Gee, I must be getting good. Well, answer it, dear. I'm going upstairs. Well? Well, what? Let's get married, Shorty. Now, just a minute. Quit wasting time, Shorty. Neither of us ain't getting any younger. Oh, look, there's some mistake. Gonna play hard to get, huh? Come here. Hey, wait a minute. Don't grab me like that. I won't do you no damage, Shorty. You gotta last me a long time. Hey, hey. let go. Stop squeezing me. Hey, George, hey. I just... Why, George, you little old gray wolf, you. <laughs> Wait a minute, Bill. I never saw this woman before. She's a complete stranger. Wow, I hope Gracie never catches you with a friend. <laughs> hey, you're kind of cute, Curly. Yeah, he's cute. That's right, he's awfully cute. Go get him. Go get him. Sing him. Come here, Curly. No, no, no let go. I'm not cute. Honestly, I'm ugly. I I only look cute because I just washed my face with swan salt. <laughs> You try some. Never mind, Swan Soap. I want you. But, but, but Swan's better than I am. Swan's four soaps in one. The soap for dishes, for your light laundry, the soap for bathing the baby, and the soap for your complexion. Four swell soaps in one. So you don't want me. Go back to George. Oh, no. Y'all for me, Curly. I like them slender, tender, and tall. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm soapy, dopey, and wet. <laughs> You 
see, I've been out bathing babies with swan. Babies love it, and doctors recommend swans for bathing babies. Swans so mild and gentle. Come here, Curly. I'm going to give you a hug. Swan too. Swan too, too. Too is fine, Castile. And if it's good for babies, well, swans should be great for anybody's hands and face. Let me go. Oh, come on, Curly. Give me a break. Okay. Okay, I'll give you a break. What are we going to do? We're going to break a bar swan in two. Swan breaks in two so you can put half in the kitchen for dishes and light laundry and half in the bath for your hands and face tub or shower. Well, so long, folks. Just a minute, Curly. I'm going with you. Hey, Shorty, tell that woman who lives here she'll have to get some other sucker to marry you. The woman who lives there, huh? Well, that explains a few things. Josh, who was that? Another woman just proposed to me. I knew it would come to this. Let's face it, dear. You're just too much Cut man... it out. Cut it out. Cut it out? Yeah. You sent those two zombies here. <laughs> you cooked this up. Oh, George, how can you raise your voice to me in my condition? What, what condition? I'm nervous. <laughs> nervous nothing. Now, what's in back of all of this? Well, I only did it because I love you, dear. Sit down and I'll tell you all about it. I'm sitting. Put your feet up on the table, sweetheart. Okay, my feet are on the table. Now, start talking. Well, I read that there are three women for every man now, and I thought of if you turned two women down, you'd have to keep me for the duration. Well, I'll be done. So that's it? Uh-huh. I didn't want my husband to be a triple feature. Hey, sweetheart, you didn't have to worry. Honest, George? Honest. It wouldn't matter if there were a hundred women for every man. I'd never leave you. You really mean that? Of course I do. Well, then take the great big seat off that table. <laughs> well, most women think that if they spend a lot of time with their hands in soap and water, washing dishes, doing light laundry and housework, they're bound to have rough red hands. Well, that's not true. Those rough red hands are often due to two things. The water's too hot, and the soap you use is too harsh. Next time, try using lukewarm water and Twan soap. Twan doesn't need scorching hot water to give you loads of sweat. And Twan is so mild, so gentle, that it actually helps protect your hands. Helps keep them looking lovely. So try doing your housework and giving your hands a beauty treatment at the same time. Try Twan. Well, hey, folks, good night. The makers of Swan, the new white floating soap, join George and Gracie in inviting you to tune in to your CBS station again next week, third time. And we'll have as our guest star, Ryan Dunlop. And now for next week, this is Bill Goodwin saying, Well, I, Swan, how about you? Good night. I hope you enjoyed that broadcast of the Burns and Allen Show. And once again, congratulations to our two winners of the hooded sweatshirt drawing, Richard Minji and Lila Pierce. Your prizes should arrive in about ten days. Until next time, I'm Greg Fordyce. And remember... A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. <laughs>